And riding into the background of the Magnificent Seven, as always, Philip Malloy, presenter of the movie show here on Newstalk. Philip, how are you? I'm grand, and yourself, Jonathan? I'm, I'm good, thank you. And um, we're going to start with a movie yeah. that was panned when people saw it first, <laughs> and then they brought out really good trailers, and then they recut it, and I was doing exceptionally well. Well, first of all, you're talking about uh, Suicide Squad, and I think the sort of clearest way of dealing with this is to build our little chat around a series of dates. First of all, there is January, then there's March, then there's May, and the story comes up to last weekend. And last weekend, this movie opened um, throughout the world, all over the world, and it was absolutely appallingly panned by uh, by <laughs> by critics. Uh, but uh, it, it did well. I think it took 270 million at the box office in just a weekend. And uh, so it did very well. And the, oh, this, the kind of strength of the opening was attributed uh, to the fact that Warner Brothers had launched a series of irreverent and funny trailers um, in January. And uh, so th- th- these these trailers were basically coaxing up our support uh, over the following months. Then in, in <laughs> I know you're going to get lost here. Then in, um, in March, um, the second of what is called the DC Universe um, of movies opened and that was Batman versus Superman which was uh, terrible th- and again again that got panned got widely panned but again uh, it opened kind of weekly in the United States but other markets like China China's become a huge market for movies um, uh, it, it played very very well and I think it took total it took about 870 million at the global box office right and uh, so we have the, the, this kind of playing along then we come to March and um, Warner Brothers uh, decide uh, to to test uh, two versions of Suicide Squad. Right. Uh, one is favored. God, you, you really are sucking the joy out of this, Philip. You yeah, really well, are. But, but, but one one is <laughs> one is uh, as is the one that's favored by the director, a guy called David Ayers. But it's considered to be too sort of dour and very confusing. Considered to, to be basically not a winner or not a seller by the, by Warner Brothers. So they, as I say, they put two in front of the audience. The audience goes for the one that's favored by the studio, which is a lighter um, and much more entertaining, I suppose, um, a version of this story. So that's what they want. And that's the one uh, that goes out. As I say, it was panned, but it did really well. But the funny thing is, how can you have two versions of the same film that can be significantly different to the point at which they they release one that isn't what the director wanted? Well, okay. one of the things they did was, and this is a quite familiar sort of territory. One of the things they did was uh, they did reshoots. And they they wedged the reshoots into the movie that they wanted to release. Are they mostly but Will Smith trying to be funny? Well, well, Will Smith is not bad actually. Uh, he he's not the worst um, as far as this is concerned. But as, as well as all that, as I said, the uh, trailers right from the beginning had been very successful. Had been well received. They were done by uh, a company in Hollywood called Trailer Park. So what they did was they got they the the, the, the studio that's um, Warner Brothers. They took some more of the trailer park stuff, pushed it into the movie in the hope of lightening it up, and that's what we got. Is it the case that 
we are running out ah. of successful ah, here we go. DC comics, Marvel franchises. This is a good one. First of all, you have those two. You have Marvel, which is owned by Disney, and you have DC, which is owned by Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. And uh, what happened? I mean, this started off with, uh, it started off, I think, with Iron Man, uh, then with Thor, uh, and, and, and a sequence right up then to the Avengers movies. And I think um, uh, Marvel uh, Entertainment took something like in excess of $10 billion wow. at the box office for 13 movies. Money, money, right? money, money. At the money, same money. time, at the same time, Warner Brothers had uh, had finished with its one of its its biggest franchise, the Harry Potter movies. And as well, they had completed three Dark Knight movies. So they were looking for a successor, they were looking for something else to do. And they decided to go the way of um, of Marvel in doing this, this DC universe with all these kind of DC but all, all for and all, as Batman versus Superman was, it made an awful lot of money. Made an awful lot of money, and uh, and is this ma- what ma- we expect from the film industry in the future? Films that are talked up an awful lot, but aren't actually that good. Well, when you get I, to I go think you're. I think I, okay. What'll happen now is this weekend is the second weekend of the release of uh, of the Suicide Squad. So we'll see uh, if it basically collapses through the floor, collapses through the floor, or what uh, exactly is going to happen to it. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put much money on it mm-hmm. uh, after in the second weekend. You wouldn't necessarily see Suicide Squad 2. Well, again, one of the things, by the way, that's happened is David Ayers, the director, um, he, he he was contracted to do um, a, a, another movie uh, with Warner Brothers and they've dropped him. They've, they've dropped him. Right. He's gone. He's gone okay. for his supper. Well, there you have it. Um, let's talk about something else. Bobby Sands, 66 Days. It's a, it's a doco. Yeah, could, could we just say before we, we go on to that, uh, I by this stage, listeners, a lot of listeners will we'll have, have seen, seen Suicide, 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 suicide. Yeah. So if they could just contact us, uh, 53106. 53106 is the Have you seen Suicide Squad? Is it as dire as we're making yeah. it out to be? Or did you enjoy it? Yeah. Did, did Will Smith save it to many degrees? Uh, Bobby Sands, 66 Days. Yeah, 60, Bobby Sands, 66 Days, which is um, a, a, a documentary about the obvious which is the, the, the Bobby Sands story it's about it's built around uh, Bobby Sands kept a diary um, when he went on hunger strike he kept a, hu- a hunger strike diary and this is built around uh, around the, the hunger strike diary you know up to his death and uh, it's very very one of the things that impressed me with it was how balanced it was it's very well balanced mm. and uh, it's 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 I, I think it's credible it's uh, it's well done it's a good sort of documentary and um, the what we have is first of all it's 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 had the highest opening weekend ever at the Irish box office for an Irish made documentary last weekend uh it's now the second highest documentary opening of all time after the international um hit Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 911 and I just checked before I came in first of all up to over the weekend that's two days essentially it had taken 50 uh, um, thousand euro and up to last night it had taken 74 4,000 euro uh, in, um, in, uh, in, in cinemas in sc- on screens north and south okay. and uh, which is which is good for, for documentary yeah, and look and it, it, if you don't go and see it in the cinema it will make it to a small screen presumably at some very, fairly, very soon I'd see. say yeah. um, let's talk about the small screen uh, yeah. one for Mrs Healy Paul Dark big big fans of Aidan Turner is, 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 is that right oh, <laughs> is, is that the right? man can't take his shirt off often enough <laughs> 
I see. Well, okay. As you know, uh, Paul, Paul Dark, um, we haven't we haven't seen him actually actually since for the last sixteen months. But anyway, Paul Dark was is the story uh, written based on a series of books by Winston Graham. Uh, it's it's about this guy coming back from the War of Independence uh, to his home in Cornwall, and obviously things have changed very dramatically by the time he's got back. And uh, but one of the things he does is is he tries to get uh, this tin mine uh, working again, a copper mine, I think it was, yeah. um, working again. And uh, he does it against a, against a variety of sort of competitors. Now, he had a very bad run in the first series. I hope things improve for the poor man. Well, I he actually, I'm not going to say much here, but he um, uh, he's doesn't start off in a very good position <laughs> in a very very good position but it keeps his shirt on I'm told and uh, as you say he's played by Aidan Turner a uh, Dublin actor and he's he's really his career has really taken off he's, again he's one of that small group of actors who's been mentioned as a potential James Bond but you see the thing they, about uh, the thing about him he's brilliant in the role and, no, and, yeah. I mean the original you know, I watched one or two episodes of the 1970s version yeah. of Paul Robin Durk, Ellis yeah who yeah. was the heartthrob yeah. of the time so yeah. not, not not dissimilar to yeah. Aidan Turner now, but he just plays the character so well, yeah. and, it, it's and it's just. Really I love the Melza as well. I love the Melza as well. Yes, the the, the the wife. She's his wife now. Who started off as 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 um, a servant, yeah, and, yeah. and, and became his wife because he's she, that kind of guy. He yeah, took she, her out of the servitude. Yeah, she's uh, and she's. Um, um, he, she, well, he's 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 very charismatic. I think he's a very strong sort of guy. I would cast him in a major action um, series, no bother. Yeah, and I think he could carry it. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. By the way, it starts again for ten weeks this time. The first series ran for eight weeks. The new one for for ten weeks, and it starts again on the fourth of September. So your wife wife hasn't long to wait. No, no, nine 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 mm-hmm. and a half million viewers. Uh, she, she was one she of was, them. She, 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 she was definitely one of them for the new she, series as well. That's right. In the last episode of the last series. The last season we had nine and a half million. Okay, so. um, Suicide Squad saw Suicide Squad last Friday and loved it. Said oh, one texter. There you go. There you go. And another texter to counter that says Suicide Squad really poorly edited, and Jared Leto was a poor man's Heath Ledger. Yeah, I get Jared Leto. Uh, he plays uh, who's sorry, sorry, my Donegal producer has just corrected my pronunciation to say Jared Leto, Jared as Leto, he's known yeah. in Dundee. He, uh, as I understand that he uh, suffered from some of the cuts that were made. So, um, so well, it's not yeah, necessarily it's, it's his a, fault. So though. it's not. It's not. No, no. He's a he's an actor who has had a very mixed career. Well, he's it? had a mixed career basically because he's he's the lead in a rock group and he uh, he travels all over the world with this group. He's serious about it. You know, a lot of them have groups that are all kinds of. Uh, people like Russell Crowe and people like that they have their own groups but this guy I gather is very talented he's a talented musician and he does travel so after he won the Oscar um, he what did he win the Oscar for? he again? won the uh, Best Supporting um, Actor Oscar for the what, the what club? I think I'll, I'll Google it. You keep yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, we we should, we uh, in, in this. Yes, you probably know we've been doing um, an old TV slot. Um, um, in, in yes, and in I, I'll tell you what. Uh, do you know what? Don't yeah. say what it is. Let's okay. listen to a bit of it first, okay. because I think that that is probably going to be key yeah. to understanding just what we're talking about here. So, see if you remember this.
Now, you see, there's an entire group of people going, the Blues Brothers! Well, yeah, well, they'd be wrong, unfortunately, <laughs> but although it was played in the Blues Brothers. But it comes from uh, Peter Gunn, a series uh, that ran for, I think it was about three seasons in the late 50s and early 60s. Uh, it was created by the writer-director, um, Julie Andrews' longtime husband, uh, Blake Edwards. and uh, He did something else. He did something science fiction didn't he? Blake he Edwards. Did, no, he was famous uh, for... Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. Do you normally get random questions he thrown was, at you in the middle was, of this feature? He was, he was famous for the Pink Panther. Ah, that's it. That's yeah, where yeah, I'm getting okay. it from. Yeah. But and anyway, uh, the Peter Gunn, who is a very kind of suave, um, a resourceful private detective, he was played by an actor called Craig Stevens. And uh, I have the I have the the, the three series at home, and uh, he's very very good. I mean, it was the time when Bond was starting to come through, early '60s. Doctor No had appeared, and uh, those kind of characters were on the up. See, I would. Considered myself an aficionado of sixties and seventies TV because I grew up in a house where it was it oh, was that's, loved that's, and watched. It's great to hear someone from that seat say that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I have we'll to say, say no Peter Gunn didn't ring a bell. I mean, I ne- obviously recognise the music. Half-hour show, um, lovely actress, very sultry actress called Lola Albright plays his girlfriend. She's the kind of featured singer in a club, a, a jazz club called Mothers in it. No. No, no, still not ringing. Lou about. Jacoby is the uh, is the p- police um, friend of his. No, that's ringing wh- a little wh- bit. One of the things, one of the things about it was, I thought it was very, very. Uh, 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 well, it still is um, very kind of atmospheric, and a lot of the atmosphere comes from that music. And the music was created by the great, great, great Henry Mancini. Yes, yes. of course, who would have worked with him on the Pink Panther? That's what, absolutely. Uh, he was one of those people, and there there were several people like that. Audrey Hepburn was another one who always insisted on the music for her movies being uh, done by Mancini. Um, and as you say, Blake Edwards is another one. Uh, Julie Andrews loved him as well. So they have just that. going through the notes. Yeah. The reason it was cancelled, when you think of it, yes. has a certain irony to no, it nowadays, it has, doesn't yeah. it? Well, it, 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 but that was an issue. It was cancelled, as you're suggesting there, because it was considered to be too violent. But that was a thing. The Untouchables was another series with Robert Stack from that period that was considered to be... And it was raised in Congress and, and so on uh, and criticised. So what they had to do with that let it, was let it, it was go. Just, ABC television. It was it. too... And now, of course, it can't be violent enough. <laughs> to, to get it made um, I, 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 by the way the Dallas Buyers Club Dallas Buyers Club that's yeah, what yeah, he won yeah, the, yeah, uh, the Oscar yeah. for um, another BBC drama Mac yeah. Mafia now this, that, that has, is an awful name but, yeah uh, no it is but it's the name it's the name of a book uh, I don't know if they'll if they'll change it they're probably sort of I suppose maybe they're better off not changing it anyway it's uh it's a new uh, BBC series, a uh, 10 part series. Every few weeks now, the BBC seems to have some sort of major drama announcement to make. And this um, is the latest one. I don't know if you've come across an actor, tall, blonde, blue eyed actor called James Norton. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, he's in Grantchester, Happy Valley, played a villain. He was, Valley. The vi- he was the bad guy. Oh, he, was an awful he, was an e- he was an he evil was, kid he in was, Happy Valley. He was. Yeah. He was. He was awful. You wanted to, you wanted to kill him. Well, I mean, he, they managed to put him in prison in the first series and in the second series he's he out, was still causing havoc yeah. and of course he was the prince then in, in War and Peace and he 
three stars as this um, uh, English-raised son of Russian exiles who uh, who has spent his life trying to escape his background and build up his own in, uh, legitimate uh, business, and he has a problem doing it. The, one of the very interesting things about this is is that it's ri- it's uh, written uh, by um, a writer called Hussein Amini, and him, Hussein Amini uh, wrote the movie Drive. Remember Drive? Yes. And that's it. That's a hell of a credit as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it'll be directed by James Watkins, whose main film credit is The Woman in Black. Which, I read the book, The Woman yeah. in Black, and the, the book you was see, fabulous. The movie just yeah, let well, it I'm, down. You see, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not convinced about him at all. That, that What's his name? Harry Potter. Uh, uh, Radcliffe. Uh, Radcliffe, yeah. I'm not convinced about him as a grown-up sort of adult actor, especially someone who might be... Uh, you know, might be required to throw the odd punch now and then and stuff like that. Yeah, you know. well, he went to the theatre. He, he appeared in the. Yeah, no, he's stage. no, he did. He did. <laughs> he did. He's uh, uh, he's, he's he's he works hard. Let's move on to more wholesome things. Yes. And I do remember this. Um, yes. 1977. It was around the time that Disney was still dining off the success of those short yep. live animation scenes in Mary Poppins, Pete's Dragon. Yeah. It it didn't stand up to the test of time. No, no. Just 1970. Seven. It's um. It's the story of the relationship between this boy. It's set in uh, a, a kind of a port uh, town, small port town, uh, in Maine, and uh, it's about the relationship between the, uh, this boy and a dragon. The uh, one of the interesting things about it is that it's it's a live action animation film, and uh, have they the, stuck to that? Concept. No, no, they no. no, no. It's very different. One of the things about the original was that it was musical as well. Helen yeah. Reddy is in it and she sings. Which is all very upbeat and yeah, singing yeah. and dancing. That, that, that's right. Well, it's very different. It's now set on the Pacific Northwest. There's no music in it at all. And it's all um, it's all live action. So the dragon is is a live action creature creature as well. Right. I mean, in, as you know, in the original, you had this collection of actors: Shelley Winters, uh, Mickey Rooney, uh, that's Mickey Jim, Rooney, was Jim Dale, yeah. all these kind of people. They were all real, real, uh, and the the dragon was animated. So that's all changed now. The only the thing about it is you, yeah, okay. One of the things, one of the many things like like this that Disney is doing is they've done a, a remake recently of Cinderella which was directed by Kenneth Branagh that's Cinderella which was an animated still yeah, is an animated bombed. classic and they've done it as as, as a live action picture they've uh, recently done and this is the most successful of this sequence of movies they've recently done a new version of Jungle Book uh, yeah which uh, did okay I mean yeah, it didn't knock the lights no, out no but, but it was it, it did quite well but now, and now they've this one and before Christmas we'll see Beauty and the Beast what are they doing to Beauty and the Beast? Well, Beauty and the Beast is going to be a live action film <laughs> as For God's sake. How's the mop going to sing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these are questions yeah. you wouldn't have been asked previously, no, no, Philip. These, these, I'm these asking are highly intellectual questions. <laughs> <laughs> the teapot. Who's going to play <laughs> the teapot? Yeah, well. um, something that is being really, really heavily advertised at the moment is a film called The Shallows yeah. which is a shark movie from what I can ascertain but no, it's a shark movie yeah, yeah, yeah. tell me more about and it and it's, it's, it's what is called A One Hander and it's about this surfer who's played by Ryan Adams I don't know if you know the lovely Canadian actor Ryan Adams his wife Blake Lively and she's attacked by this vicious white shark and stranded on what they call a low tide rock while grieving the death of her mother on a holiday in Mexico again what you can only describe as a very bad run 
Yeah, yeah. yeah lose your mother, end up on a rocking chase by a shark. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a bit of crap holiday. You can't do much worse than no. that. And uh, the thing about it is, it's, 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 as I explain it like that, it sounds like an old-fashioned B-movie, which to some extent it is, but I think it's tightly made. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's, it's 86 minutes long, which Who, is... Who's the female lead? Because she, she Blake featured, Lively. It's Blake, Blake Lively. Sorry, yeah, it's Blake yeah. Lively. She, she features very prominently in the ad, kind of the yeah. damsel in distress, but clearly she's not... Yeah. Her uh, husband, who... As Ryan Adams, he did a movie called Buried, in which he was uh, a guy basically buried alive with nothing but um, his telephone and uh, his phone. And uh, she she wanted to do something similar, apparently. But is, is it very risky having just a single character on screen? No, of course it is. But and the fact that, you know, obviously they didn't want to go too far with it. 86 minutes was just the, is just about yeah. right. And I think I think it, it works. I mean, OK, there's some cliches in it, uh, but I think it holds interest throughout. I was reading, I think it was the Times online yesterday, had a story about we all perceive sharks differently yeah. because of Jaws and because of the sinister music. Who, who wrote the music in Jaws? That was... Uh, it w- again, again, <laughs> yeah, with the yeah, difficult yeah, questions. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, but uh, it'll come back John to... John Williams. John Williams, yeah. of course, yeah. Uh, that... that yeah. Apparently, every time we see a shark now on screen, we think of that. And if you notice the TV directors when they're producing stuff about sharks, all of a sudden you've got the nice little fish and the nice little music, and yeah. then the shark comes in and it turns sinister. So the shark gets very negative publicity from the movie. Yeah, and actually, just to, okay to segue off off a bit, one of the biggest openings of the year at the Irish box office was Finding Dory, which in the first two weekends has taken two point six million at the box office. But you know what? Yeah. I went. We went to see it last weekend and my expectations were quite low because these follow-ups oh. never tend to live up because obviously Finding Nemo was such But you were impressed, movie. were you? It was good. And yeah. you know what? The yeah. story was somewhat similar but yeah, no, no, it, it, is, it yeah. held yeah. our attention and it held the kids' attention yeah. for the entire whatever two hours was long do, And, and what, what, I, what I traditionally what always works in animated pictures and has always worked for Disney is those characters that are, are situated around the si- sides of the action. You know, like the two walruses in, yes. in, 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 in that. Yeah. And they always bring colour and wit and and jokes basically it to, was no, to, to be fair a really really good movie for the summer I, I was talking about Stranger Things earlier mm. on I don't know you probably reviewed this a couple of weeks ago that apparently got turned down eight times yeah. before somebody picked up on it yeah. and is that that's a good thing that Netflix decided to go with that as their own show because it just shows you that you know ideas that can be turned down for whatever yeah. reason can still be incredibly good TV yeah although I've uh, a few times now I've seen uh, Netflix sort of do things and you say to yourself what were they thinking of yeah but you see but amongst all those I I was going to use a very rude word, <laughs> but there are the, there's the diamond sometimes. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for um, in our house, it's made me say it's it was worth the seven ninety nine this month because I watched that show. And one of the things you, you you turn to say some of the cable companies in America like AMC or you turn to say HBO or something like that and they generally they're very very adept at finding what you call the diamond in the rough in fact they've had a hell of a lot of diamonds uh, yeah. recent time especially uh, Game of Thrones and all of those those, those series like Deadwood and and uh, they've done very well with them. The, the reason I talk about um, Netflix is someone says lots of people in work are recommending Sense8. Have you seen it? Is it worth watching? No, they're going on now uh, to the second series of Sense8, which is 
this is the second series of Sense8 that we're talking about. Right. What's it What's it about? I it's, it. it's, it's a series which is set in different parts of the world. And it, I think there's about, eight, I think there's eight different characters um, involved from p- different positions. I actually tried, the, I think I tried two episodes of this and, I, and I dropped it, which yeah. is unusual because I normally would stick with something yeah. longer than two episodes. Could I just, now that you said that, could, you, could I just mention Ray Donovan, okay? Um, I watched all, um, you know, the way you build. It's on the Sky Atlantic box sets. As okay, far as is, I know. is it? Okay. Yeah. I think it's on series four or five now. And I just got the previous box set that it would be series three and looked at it all through in a, in a binge uh, over a couple of days. And I thought it was brilliant. Real binge. It was really good. It's great stuff. Okay. There. Well, there's so much out there. I mean, the great thing about the way television works nowadays is that you can find stuff very bad for linear television. But uh, for yeah. those of us who like good TV, the picture show this coming Saturday, what P- have you got? A picture show, um, which is at six o'clock on Saturday. And one of the great things we had well, this weekend, um, I saw um, um, just yesterday morning, it's called Viva and it was that Irish movie I don't know if you remember the publicity about it the Irish movie that was uh, was in the final 10 uh, for nominees for best foreign oh yes yes it's about two guys uh, it's made by Paddy Brannock who's the director um, and the, the writer is Marco Halloran and uh, I it's so it's, it's set in Cuba it's a Spanish language uh, character study and it's Irish made and it's I highly recommend it um uh, so we'll, we'll be talking those, to those two guys um, at the weekend. They're very, very uh, entertaining, by the way. And Viva will be released here by um, uh, Element Pictures uh, next week. OK, the picture show, six o'clock on Saturday evening, presented as always by Philip Beloit. Philip, absolute pleasure. Thank you, sir.